Hello and welcome to a new podcast called Card Different, a love letter to my home city of Cardiff. I'm going to be speaking to other Cardiffians to find out what it means to them too. We're going to uncover what makes the city unique, what makes it tick, and the best way to experience it like a local. So sit back, grab a pint of brains if you can, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Car Different. My guest is Michael Beardsworth, who was born in Cardiff but finds himself in the suburb of Singapore, 3,000 miles away from the city centre of Cardiff. So, uh, hi Mike. Hi there, Nick. Very nice to be here. How are you? I'm, I'm good, thank you. I'm good. I'm really glad that you're here. Um, it's going to be a really interesting take on, uh, on Cardiff because obviously the um, sort of obvious thing would be have somebody who lives in the city uh, on as a guest but i it's quite an interesting viewpoint i suppose from singapore so uh, but i must ask how are things in singapore uh well we're talking we should say we're talking in the middle of may so it's covid lockdown but actually i've got a three-year-old son and hopefully he'll be able to go back to his school soon as we're working from home having another loud boisterous child in the house in addition to me, makes it very, very difficult. So in a few weeks' time, I think I may have fewer grey hairs and wrinkles. I think, I, think, I think you speak for every parent across the globe. It's been lovely spending time with our three-year-olds, but, or, or now four-year-old, yeah. uh, as of Friday. But um, yeah, there, there comes a time when you just think they need to go back to education the same as we need them to just for you know not in a nasty way but yeah exactly the schools are there for a, a very good reason i think we've all discovered that if we're parents that, <laughs> that they serve a very useful yeah. um purpose for us um but yeah i mean things could be a lot worse than they are so your lockdown though has been only a few weeks isn't it they started um in maybe early february so I've only been off work since, well, it's two months now. And before that, there'd been about six weeks of gradual lockdown. Mm. Um, so it wasn't, wasn't a big shock when it happened. We were able to yeah, ease our way into it slowly. But I mean, it, it does seem like a long time. It mm. seems like I can't remember when it wasn't like this. Well, it, it's funny because I think I said this to you the other day. I'd forgotten all the news that happened in 2020 before COVID-19. So Philip Schofield coming out as gay, Harry and Meghan going to Canada, Brexit happened. I'd forgotten all of that. I'm in some sort of, same as everybody, we're in just one hour long lockdown that is just taking forever. It's just, you know, yeah. just a bit mad. So I was back in Cardiff at Christmas, which is only six months ago now, and I haven't really got many memories of it. My memory has just been blanked, so that doesn't really help this podcast. But <laughs> well, we'll, we'll work our way through. I'll do what I can. In fact, actually, yeah. I was—I I couldn't remember. Did I see you at Christmas? I can't. I don't think I did. Did I? I think. Yes. Oh God! Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It feels feels like we were like thirty years younger when that happened. Yeah, but... that's true. That's <laughs> it's true. That recent. Oh yeah, no, no, I do remember now. Yeah, it, yeah, that was when we were allowed out. <laughs> Any, so so uh so i guess we should switch to cardiff before anybody switches off and and uh gets me for false advertising so i guess a, a good place to start is to ask you in your opinion what makes cardiff great and what makes it 
car different? Well, I guess when I was younger, I mean, before before going to university, being from Cardiff just felt like everyone's from Cardiff. They didn't really feel anything special or different about it. Before you're 18, you can't really travel places on your own. You haven't really got an independence. So going to Cardiff was just, that's all we did, either to go shopping or to go drinking, play football, whatever we were doing. It was there. Going to university, I guess that's when, for me, living somewhere else and then you've got a comparison. So that's when Cardiff felt more special. That's when I felt more being different to other people. So yeah, ever since then, I guess there's been a, you know, I've felt more like a Cardiffian, even though I've spent less time in Cardiff since then. Although I have lived in Cardiff, I have, after university, I did return and I lived there for a good few years. But yeah, that was the that was the spark by moving away initially. Because we lived a few doors away from each other. We we grew up together. We went to primary school and then went to uni in separate places. And then yeah. uh, our journey ended up a few doors down from each other at Kings Road with a lot of our other close school friends in a funny sort of way. But um, and and you went to university in Stoke, didn't you? At a time, I think when Cardiff City and Stoke had a bit of a particular rivalry. Yeah, it was the early 2000s. Um, I'm a Cardiff City fan, always been a football fan. Yeah, so in in Stoke, I don't really know why there became a rivalry. It just kind of it grew out of nothing. Obviously, Cardiff fans have a reputation for boisterousness and so does Stoke. So maybe they, you know, birds of a feather, they went for each other that way. But um, outside of the university in the in the town of Stoke, I didn't really like to advertise that I was from Cardiff because... I wouldn't be that popular. But within within the uni, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of Welsh people around. Um, I, one of my housemates was from Neath, um, which is probably more Swansea, but um, I felt a bit different from being Welsh. That was probably the, the bigger thing, just um, being part of a smaller pack of Welsh people in amongst all the English. So that, I guess feeling different that way. It was, it was more Welsh than Cardiff, but whenever Cardiff played Stoke, um, yeah, my Cardiff side came out but I kept it hidden so do you I mean it's interesting you mentioned you know obviously Swansea I mean uh my mum was from Swansea my dad was from Cardiff so I I'm sort of on the fence about it but I think there is something different about people from Swansea and people from Cardiff and then the rest of Wales I mean I don't know what what do you think what do you think it is is it are we just more cosmopolitan or are we I, I don't know yeah, I mean, I would say there's a difference between Cardiff and the surrounding areas. All, I mean, if you go into the valleys, they've all got their own different atmosphere, all the, all the towns, which is good. And that's how it should be. You don't want to have everywhere the same. Um, yeah, but probably you say cosmopolitan, the mix of people that have moved to Cardiff from other places. I think that's probably what gives it, um, gives it the magic. So I used to work at the university. I was working at Cardiff Uni for, I don't know, seven or eight years. And um, yeah, you especially get people from, from all parts of the world as well, not just from, from the UK. So I'd work with post-grads who come from you know, all over Europe, um, some from North America. Um, yeah, I mean, that would be the same in many university places, but um, I think... I think there's certainly about Cardiff being the capital that means that more of them would want to come to Cardiff if they're going to choose somewhere, somewhere in Wales. I guess as well, I suppose, uh, thinking about it, you know, our histories are 
you know, is a port and, you know, exporting coal around the world and people came from all over. I guess we've always been quite sort of, I hate the phrase, but like a melting pot, haven't we? We've always welcomed people and different ideas and, and, and I guess that's what maybe gives us a bit more of a vibrancy. That, that and being yeah. between the sea and the mountains, I think that there's something in the air in Cardiff, definitely, that is um, just sort of, I don't know, energetic, I suppose. Yeah, I think the, the docks would definitely have brought in people from all over the place and maybe that, that kept. And yeah, the geography as well. I mean, I when I tell people about Cardiff, um, many people don't know much about it. So I do say 30 minutes drive in one direction and you're at the sea, 30 minutes drive the other direction, you're in the mountains. I mean, it's, you know, geographically, it's it's a fantastic location. I might have to find a geologist or something to, uh, or a ge- geologist or geographic sort of historian yeah yeah. get one of them as well um get them to talk about it maybe maybe there's something in that so yeah so so you've been in singapore for how many years now five five this is my well my sixth year sixth year quite a long time yeah if i work it out as a percentage of my life it's it's quite a lot that's true and i mean i've seen you you know you come back sort of twice a year i guess uh once in the summer once in the winter you know uh, well, I say that that's in a pre pre uh, COVID nineteen world. They were your plans. Um, yes, when possible, come back. So, apart from your friends and your family, what is it that draws you back? What do you miss most about Cardiff? Well, the things that I miss. One of them is food based. Um, it's a baked potato. It's very difficult to find a large potato in Singapore. <laughs> I, I, can I um, just say, my wife, I wasn't expecting you to say that. That and. I had no idea <laughs> that you were going to say a baked potato. I know, That's yeah. really tickled me. I know what to get you for Christmas. Well, it is. I well, get me a big bag of potatoes. Yeah, I'd be very happy. And um, yeah, it's, it's something that I miss. But um, I talk maybe I talk about it too much because the other day in the shops, um, my wife managed to buy a few large potatoes. So my lunch yesterday was a baked potato, and I mean, at least two years since I've had oh, one. Wow, blimey. So, so I miss them. I mean, you know, that's more of a UK thing than a Cardiff thing that I miss. But um, you get some good baked potatoes in Cardiff. You know, can't if you go to the market, then you you can get a, a beautiful, beautiful baked potatoes. <laughs> God, that'll be a that'll that be a visit well. Cardiff um, poster tagline. Come to come to Cardiff Market. Okay, get a beautiful big baked potato. <laughs> continue your question forget that bit <laughs> I mean, no no I, I was just going to say i mean i've i've been lucky to visit you out in singapore and i thought that singapore had mm. every type of food stuff in the world and they haven't got oh, big baked potatoes um yeah it's crazy isn't it I, I imagine there's a gap in the market that i need to be exploiting um yeah but the, the food here i you know i don't want to complain the food here is amazing and you can get food from pretty much everywhere mm. But there's just not enough call for the baked potato, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But aside from that, other things that actually are from Cardiff, you know, I I used to live in Landeff North, so I lived right next to the river by Haley Park, and cycling to work every day was was fantastic. Even though it rained a lot, I didn't mind. I didn't care. I just put my wet weathers on and I cycled 
down the river, through the park, over North Road, and I'm there. It, it was you know, 15 minutes. It was great. Got into running as well. So I used to like running up and down by the river. It's too hot in Singapore to run. So the humidity and the heat, even in the evening, I, I just can't run properly. So I really miss doing that, just being able to get out and exercise. Football-based, um, so... I used to run a five-a-side game every week at Goal, which is by the Cardiff City Stadium. Um, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if it's still true now, as far as I know, I still hold a record for the longest continuous booking at oh. Goal. It was. It continued um, a little bit after I left. One of my friends took over it, but it, in total it was about eight years. Oh, wow. So... The the guys at Goal said that no one's come close to that. So I think, you know, need some kind of gold medal for well, that. Can I can I congratulate you on behalf of everybody in Cardiff right now for your dedication to Goal at Ninian Park? Yeah, pretty much kept it going. Single handedly, I'd say. No, not at all. Um yeah, that's that's the pinnacle of my football achievement, just <laughs> having a, a a block booking <laughs> goal. <laughs> But I miss that, you know. Um, I do play football here, but yeah, um, I miss that. I also miss the socialising culture is different in Singapore. So you can go out to bars and um, it's just a, it's a bit more expensive to do so. But just, you know, a Sunday afternoon, just sitting, slowly drinking some beers mm. on Cathedral Road or something like that. Um, going to a bar is a lot more effort here and it's just so just walk down the road and you had a mm. bar in cardiff you've got a pub here and there so that's something else that i miss and it's not just you know drinking and getting drunk it's just the sunday afternoon beer in a burger with some friends yeah. pub quizzes and um, you can do those things here but um it's just it's just more of the culture in cardiff and the uk to do that do you think as well it helps that cardiff is quite a you know, it's a compact city, isn't it, really? So, you know, you're talking about exercising, you know, it's easy to get around on foot and by bike. And then the same with the pubs. I mean, it's, you know, you never feel like you're more than 10 minutes walk away from, you know, somewhere nice. Yeah, I think so. Um, so I mentioned Land of North. And then earlier, we said that we lived near each other in Canton. And, you know, living in Canton was brilliant because you could just walk, walk into town. I could walk to the part of city stadium and yeah the i think the compact size i think that's true so i lived in i went to uni in the midlands so i also visited a lot of the other cities around there and um, i think nottingham was also like cardiff i always like nottingham because it's a small city center lots of pubs you can just start somewhere and you don't know where you're going to end up so yeah i, I think cardiff being so small and you know that the the, the principality stadium as we have to call it now right in the middle yeah. you just get that atmosphere on match days yeah cardiff's a very good size for for socializing i think i think match days i know i know a lot of people talk about it but it's um i've tried to explain it to uh my wife who's not from here but she loves the city the closest that i've been able to come to show her what it's like when there's an event at the stadium is when the Rolling Stones were playing and uh, we were walking around um, at, I think it was like 
one o'clock in the afternoon or something. And the pubs down St. Mary Street were all full. They were playing the Rolling Stones, like, you know, through speakers onto the street. And everybody was having a laugh and having a pint and stuff. It was really funny because she's not used to that. I mean, you know, she grew up in the southeast where it's a bit more, you know, like Twickenham is in the middle of nowhere. So um, you don't get that sort of whole experience around around the stadium. So, yeah, the compact nature of it is it's quite quite handy. It's very rare to have a big stadium in the middle of a city, a big new stadium mm. in the middle of a city. Normally they'll get put somewhere else um, in you say Twickenham but also Wembley I mean Wembley's mm. very difficult to get to it's it's next to an Ikea it's next yeah, to a big yeah. car park and it's got a small underground station mm. you've got to get towards so yeah um yeah you you get the entire atmosphere I feel like, I guess it feels like the whole city is part of the game you know in a in a way I suppose um which is unique um so so going back to the Cardiffian question, so do you, you know, if you think about Bale and he put, you know, put on the flag with it, Wales, Golf, Madrid, where in that, you know, if you were holding a flag up, are you more proud to be Cardiffian or are you more proud to be Welsh? Mm, I I guess Welsh, probably for me, um, but there's nowhere else in Wales that I would prefer to be from. Yeah. <laughs> That's the right answer, by the way. Uh, I'll, put, I'll pop your prize in the, uh, in the post. No, I, I, I feel the same. I think when you're outside of Wales, you're, you know, you're Welsh, you're very proud of it. But then when you're in Wales, it becomes a bit tribal and you're sort of like, well, I'm, I'm Cardiff, you know, before, before anything else. So Cardiff city, I know that you're, a huge fan uh we touched on it briefly earlier so how did you start following uh the bluebirds because when we were in school uh they weren't that good so there was a few of us that picked other teams um for the record i've been a manchester city supporter since 91 mm -hmm. i went to main road uh, uh saw them play nottingham forest and we beat them 2-1 but um no but i mean in our in our school i mean we you know we had people who supported Crystal Palace yeah. and Newcastle and Liverpool and uh, uh, Manchester United. Yeah, most people had another team um, and, I, and I was the same. I went to Cardiff when I was 11. So my dad took me and he took my cousin as well. And it was the season that Cardiff won the then third division. So they were a good team then. Um, in my memory, my first game was a 4-0 win. I don't think it actually was. That might have been the second or third game I went to. But... It was certainly most of the games were wins then. So um, it was quite a nice time to start. Um, as the 90s went on, Cardiff became worse. Apart from when they beat Manchester City in the FA Cup. Apart from that, uh, yeah. Which, which is know, seared into my brain. Uh, don't having, want to remind you of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, being in a Cardiff school as a Manchester City supporter when they lost, um, Nathan Blake scored. He did. Keith Kill missed the penalty. Yeah. 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 That uh, was not great. But yeah, I mean, at, at school, I think there was only a few people, like a, a handful who supported Cardiff and nobody else. Most mm. people had other teams because they wanted to see, you know, better football than Cardiff could offer. So um, luckily, I didn't have enough money to get a season ticket for myself around then. So mm. it was only when I returned from university that, that I started going as a season ticket holder. And that mm. coincided with, um, very luckily coincided with 
Cardiff reaching the FA Cup final and the playoff final and the League Cup final and all these, mm-hmm. um, you know, massive games that never would have dreamed of back in the 90s. And it was actually thanks to that that I'm in Singapore now. So I, I can truly say Cardiff City changed my life. And because oh, wow. when they made it to the League Cup final in 2012, I went down um, and the night before was Wales versus England. It was another year that Wales won the Grand Slam. So I went out with my cousin to watch the game and that's the night that I met my now wife. Oh, wow. Who is Singaporean and then that's why we've come here. So yeah, if Cardiff had not reached the final that year, if he hadn't had a penalty shootout win and uh, yeah, I, I would not be here now. So Cardiff changed my life in a different direction. So thanks Cardiff City. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That was a hell of a weekend for you. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. So do you celebrate the anniversary of that weekend more for the League Cup win or the uh, meeting of your wife? Well, or, you know. um, if it was a League Cup win, then yes, it would. But unfortunately, Cardiff lost uh, on penalties. So, um, yeah, so it, it, it got a little bit less um, memorable for mm. that. But it, it was still, you know, I... <laughs> no I better not say that <laughs> oh I wrap it up into one big event and you know the wrapping on the outside is you know we that was the night we met but really it was yeah <laughs> it, it, even though Cardiff lost it was the 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 high point of me watching them yeah. I would say yeah cool I've seen them get promoted I've, I've seen them um, beat Leeds in the FA Cup it was a famous win in 2001 so that was that was amazing but yeah losing the League Cup final but just for the whole thing the whole day Cardiff made me feel prouder to be a Cardiff fan than any other game that I've been at yeah and I met my wife so you know what a 24 hours that was <laughs> yeah no absolutely that's that's a, uh, yeah that's not your everyday weekend um definitely um it, it's quite interesting to talk about Cardiff City and, and you know, you've seen the, the lows and, and the highs. And I guess uh, football is such a, a universal language in the world. Do you think Cardiff City getting into the, the Premier League has sort of raised the profile of the city, uh, you know, in, in Singapore, for instance? Yeah, definitely. Um, when I tell people that I'm from Cardiff, if they like football, they will have heard of Cardiff. They may not know a great deal about it, but they will have heard of it at least. And that's not true or not so true for non-football fans. And that's partly because Cardiff have been in the Premier League a couple of times. Um, and it's partly because of Ryan Giggs and Gareth Bale now. Um, so, yeah, I think probably for for... And I'm not just talking about Singaporean people I speak to, but people from other nationalities. It's football that they would associate with Cardiff, not so much rugby, which in the UK people would associate rugby. But uh, you mentioned names like Sam Warburton, Shane Williams, Gareth Edwards. People are probably unlikely to know these mm. these names. Mm. But you say Gareth Bale, Ryan Giggs, and they do. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I suppose it's fair enough, isn't it? I, you know, because I, rugby's not, you know, massive in in Singapore. But that's quite interesting. So, the, thinking about it, Vincent Tan is from 
next door to you, isn't he? Not literally. Yeah, yeah he's not, he's not in a block of flats. <laughs> not next door to me. No. no, I'd be living in a big place <laughs> if he was. Um, yeah, he's he's Malaysian, so I think he's been. It's probably about ten years that he's God, he's been. Um, wow. I, I think so. Yeah, been the Cardiff owner. So yeah, that probably he's he is actually a big figure. I mean, he's he owns some big companies. I don't know. Maybe he says like the. Maybe doesn't have the. Um, think of a, a Richard Branson or a James Dyson, but not quite the the PR behind them. So he is a known name. So yeah, I, th- I think people would recognise Cardiff thanks to him as well in this part of the world. And I can, I suppose that can only be a good thing, really, if you're, you know, putting the name of the city out worldwide. It's it's got to be good. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I know that when Swansea played in the Premier League, they were there for a few years longer than Cardiff, unfortunately. But yeah, that, that really did boost um, their tourism, I think. Um, you know, because in Swansea, they just, they've got those beautiful beaches around. I mean, it just looks great on television. And the same for Cardiff. They, you show the aerial shots of of the park and the river. I know when they played the Ashes tests in Sophia Gardens, it just looked amazing on the television because the cricket ground is n- next to the river in the middle of this beautiful park. So they show from the from the the helicopter or the Goodyear blimp or, or whatever it is up there, and it just makes the place look amazing. Yeah. Uh, oh, definitely. It's. Uh, yeah, I mean, it helps to be you know sort of photogenic as a as a city, um, and and I suppose sort of you know, taking sport as a whole, uh, I think we have been blessed in, in Cardiff to have some, you know, incredible homegrown talent. I mean, you know, we mentioned Bale and Giggs uh, and Warburton, obviously, for the, the home crowd. And then also, you know, I'm a huge cycling fan, so everything that Geraint Thomas has done uh, has been amazing. And, and thinking about when he won the tour and he was on the podium and he was talking about, the main flyers, which is just down the road. I mean, that's that's mind blowing. I mean, do you think do you think them sort of promoting their Cardiffness is helping even more, not just in Singapore, like you know, around the world? Uh, yeah, I think it has to. I mean, the the more notable names come from a city, then yeah, it's going to boost the profile. Yeah, without doubt. So hopefully, in the years to come, we're going to get some more uh, more superstars coming through. So yeah, so I taken my little boy Ted out on his bike. He's he was three at the time. He's four now. He's had a birthday in between. Uh, and as we were sort of walking along the road, an old man walked past us, and he looked down at the bike and he looked at Ted and he said, "Oh, is that the next tour winner from Cardiff?" And it made me feel really quite proud that yeah, you know, Geraint was you know he's obviously a proud Welshman, but he's also you know one of our own, and we are quite proud of our own you know in a in a sort of very tight tight way um so it's amazing to see the impact that Geraint's had on the city and you know and some bloke who, who I didn't think would be a cycling fan but he's you know he's just as proud anyway you know yeah I think it also gives people hope because they know it's possible you can come from from this small city mm. and then you can do amazing things so I think for for young people yeah, having role models that 
and that they have backgrounds that they can appreciate. Mm. So, I mean, um, obviously, Geraint, Sam and Gareth, or Witchich, high mm. kids. But, I mean, that you can go to any comp in Cardiff and you know that there's a way out if you've got the talent mm. and the hard work. So, yeah, I think maybe it comes down to that sort of compact nature of the city again in that it's that sort of feeling that, yeah, there's these real global icons and they were just, they're just like you. They're just down the road. Do you think that's that's quite an inspirational thing for young people? Yeah, I think if you're any kid at, at school and you know that it's possible and it's not just possible once, it's possible. It's happened to, to many different people. When we were back at school, it was Ryan Giggs, Colin Jackson, Tanny Gray-Thompson. They became the world leaders in their, um, in their sports. So yeah, it didn't inspire us personally to become world greats but um oh, i don't know there's got to be more out there <laughs> well you, you went on to eight years managing a, a goal booking <laughs> that is true <laughs> yeah still proud yeah, you, still you've proud got that. that i haven't got that um my record of achievement <laughs> is slim uh <laughs> to say the least goal would have you goal would yeah. be very happy to give you a booking i think i think i might have even played during that that booking at some some point yeah, unfortunately, you were away. So you were, mm. um, well, you, you were either in Iceland or London or here or mm. there. You were, you were trotting the globe yourself. So yeah, yeah, we missed out on your skills. <laughs> yeah, and in inverted commas. Um, so actually, so actually, that's quite you know. While we're talking about football, uh, money's no object. Vincent Tan has you know knocked on the wall and said, "Mike, I need a word with you." Um, I've got a blank checkbook. I want to sign one player for Cardiff City. Who's it going to be? Ah, it's so predictable, but it can only be Gareth Bale, can't it? I mean, he's he's of the age where it's possible that he could come. I mean, it's it happened with Bellamy a few years ago because he was still you know, able to play in the Premier League at a, a good level. Um, yeah, I think Gareth would be give him a golf course and, and he'd come back. That would be funny. But, no, yeah. we probably can't give him another Champions League win, but but yeah, go on, Gareth, you can come back. So if it could be one person, it would have to be him. Have to be Gareth Bale. Yeah, no, that's fair play. Well, maybe we can crowdfund it. We can, you know, get a golf course, get a bit of money together through crowdfunding. Maybe, maybe it's possible. Maybe I'll invite him onto the onto the podcast and then, you know, put it then to. You can directly. twist his arm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You might have to take a little bit of a pay cut if if we're crowdfunding, but you know anything is possible. Well, that's it. Well, well, he now owns, or he's involved in that Elevens, um, which used to be Dempsey's. So you know, I mean, it's he doesn't need yeah. all the extra money of you know playing football. He's raking it in there. I'm sure. He, well, he can come back and keep an eye on it. <laughs> yeah. Going from Real Madrid superstar, Champions League winner to landlord at, at 11s on a friday night is um it's quite a different pace isn't it uh <laughs> it is a and so again a, a lovely natural segue into the next um and final section of the podcast which i've as you said i was i've been away quite a lot i've come back um i have a lot of love for the city so i wanted to make it vaguely useful for anybody uh listening and try and get some insight from actual Cardiffians about what visitors to the city should be doing. 
uh, or indeed if you're in the city and you've just you know been in lockdown for however many months or years uh, voluntarily or not um, so I'm just going to ask a couple of quick fire questions and just get your thoughts okay. about these so okay. uh, what's your favourite bar in the city? Favourite bar? Well, I guess it's changed um, as I've got a bit older. Um, so when I was younger, back in the 20s. 1920s. <laughs> my 20s. Yeah. Not, not the 20s. <laughs> well, I guess it's changed um, when I was younger, back in my 20s. Um, it was the city centre pubs it was Dempsey's as it was then um going to Club Eva Bach uh yeah getting a bit older then it's Cathedral Road that's that I, I preferred so starting off mm. the Cricketers Mocking D um oh, which yeah, I no, it's, don't think it's, you'll find it's, yeah, on a map the, anymore uh, brew, brew house. the brew house kitchen I think and they do their own beer I, I think I preferred a beer garden mm. um, I, I became I really began to appreciate the the beauty of a beer garden on a on a Saturday afternoon. Um, we were talking before about things that I miss in Singapore. Seasons is one of those <laughs> things because Singapore is so close to the equator, so it's a similar temperature all year round. You don't get the long mm. uh, summer evenings where the sun starts going down nine fifteen. Mm. Um, yeah, so sitting in a beer garden watching the sun go down. Mm. So my favourite, my favourite pub is probably the Cricketers because it's got a very nice beer garden. Yeah, it's a lovely pub. It's a lovely pub. Um, just one thing about Dempsey's, I, I always remember when the smoking ban came in in Wales, and I, we went in. I think the weekend afterwards, and it was the first time that I seen the colour of the walls because it wasn't that haze of haze of smoke. Uh, yeah, I mean, what I remember about that weekend was not what you could see, it's what you could smell. You realised <laughs> that, that cigarette smoke was masking a lot of yeah, beer yeah. farts and, mm. you know, vomit. Yeah, <laughs> it was a great, I loved that place. I loved MC, so, well, you know, lots of great, um, lots of great memories from, from there. Um, it was always stories. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if, if, if you're in charge of Visit Cardiff Marketing, what's the one thing that you would recommend a visitor do when they come to Cardiff? Well, there's so many things to, to see, but um, I think the, the thing that I would recommend, which you could do um, for nothing if you, if you have a friend with a bike, just cycle up and down the Taft Trail. It, I just loved it. Um, you can start in Cardiff Bay and you can come all the way up past the castle, past the stadium, um, through Radha up towards Pontypridd. You can just keep going as long as you want it. I just loved cycling and running up and down there. So I would recommend, yeah, start at the bottom, go from Cardiff Bay all the way up to Ponty, have a beer, have a burger and get the train home. Oh, lovely. That sounds lovely. And the train home as well. Um, how long does it, uh, how long does that take from the bay up to Pontypridd as far as you can remember? It, you can if if you're relaxed about it and stopping off and taking in the sights two hours. If you really go for it, maybe about forty minutes. If you've got a much better bike than I've got. All right, okay. You enjoy the Taft Trail. Um, yes. 
Cardiff is obviously changing. Uh, what do you think of the changes? You know, when you come back, because it must be quite massive. You know, you know the way that you see them every every six months, or whatever. And do you think that Cardiff should get rid of traffic in the city centre altogether? The changes, yeah, they are becoming bigger. I guess the biggest changes, and it's it is traffic related. So driving through the city centre, which most people try and avoid if they can. Um, it confuses me, confuses me no end. I don't know where the one ways go. I don't know how to get there. Um, I find that very difficult. Um, and we grew up in Penturk, so my parents still live there. So Lantrissant Road is quite an important road for us to get in and out of Cardiff. And there's lots of houses that all springing up all along there. Um, so yeah, I guess the changes that I'm seeing are more houses which means more people on the roads mm. could you really stop traffic getting into cardiff i think you need a, a good you you need a better public transport system mm. than cardiff has mm. um living in cardiff if you want sorry living in canton if you wanted to go and visit a friend in heath or roth mm. you can't even take a direct bus you need to go yeah through the the city to get there mm. so yeah to to get rid of to make it a car free city center it's going to need some big changes mm. elsewhere but if possible if it could be done then it would make it would make it fantastic going to the city center yeah yeah oh well i, I do hope it happens you know as a a keen cyclist uh myself you know i'd, I'd love it if if, if they just got rid of all the cars and you know worked out at a time maybe that deliveries could be made you know first thing in the morning or whatever but um uh i'm sure well maybe i'll write a letter to the council or something and start that ball rolling i think it probably is the way things are going mm. um i think in maybe in a couple of decades then it will have happened mm. yeah. electric flying cars only <laughs> my knees will be shot by then as well so i don't know how much like me I'll be able to do. <laughs> yeah yeah we're just in time cool uh so i think we've touched on this before that but the best area is i, I think you're gonna say Poncana. i think yeah i i just loved living in canton Poncana. um everything is walkable um yeah and it's it's got its own little atmosphere as well and if you like charity shops and you like bargains, which I do, then there's plenty of them there too. Yeah. Uh, so um, who's your favourite Cardiffian? Now, my favourite Cardiffian, um, I'm gonna, I'd like to choose someone who's adopted Cardiff. So he's actually from Caerphilly. Okay. Um, maybe I'm breaking the rules if I say Aaron Ramsey because I watched him breaking into the Cardiff team and he was just so good he he was a second quicker at the age of 17 than everyone else on the pitch you could tell that he was going on to bigger and better things and he went to arsenal he scored fa cup winning goals now he's playing alongside ronaldo at juventus but i'm not allowed to have him i guess am i allowed to have aaron ramsey or are you gonna slam the gavel and say no oh, it's, it's a tough one isn't it because you know cardiff's 
history is steeped with we welcome in everybody and Caffetti's only up the road, isn't it? Well, I'll tell you what, if there's an, let's have another one as well. Let's have a bonus full on Cardiffian. Okay. Um, in that case, I might go for someone from a different field. Uh, the last few years, I've really enjoyed John Ronson's work. So John Ronson, he's kind of a, if you haven't heard of him, he's like a Louis Theroux kind of journalist, investigator, author. He's made TV series, he's written books, he's made podcasts, and they've always been about something unusual. Um, so, yeah, he's he's just got this, he's got an, an eye for a, a quirky story, and he's just, um, I just... I just love the way he writes as well. He's got a, a wit about him, which I appreciate. So um, he is Cardiff-born. So um, I think he's, um, I think just this year he's become an American citizen. So you probably won't find him much in Cardiff anymore. Um, probably probably not find him in Cardiff for quite a long time, actually. But um, yeah, he's, yeah, I, I'm going to go for him. If I can't have Aaron Ramsey, then I'll have John Watson as my Cardiffian. Cool, cool. Well, I'll check him. Check him out. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, so, so, Mike, uh, for the listeners, um, Mike is a very, very accomplished musician, studied music. So this is, um, oh, he you. is the man to ask this next one to, is what's the best music venue in Cardiff? No pressure. Okay, well, they, they change so quickly. So it's been a few years since since I went um, to many music venues there. But and I've always liked the smaller venues. So I, I love Sun Festival every year. You can just um, pick and choose where to go. And one that I always liked, um, Barfly. So just on the end of Queen Street. Um, I think it was going for maybe four or five years. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just attracted bands that at that time were on the on the music circuit that I, I really liked. So um, that was one of my favourites. I mean, it's downstairs. It's kind of small. Um, it just, yeah. I think for the bands that came, I think Barfly was my favourite. But um, I, I was never one for really going to, to the bigger arenas. So the CIA... Um, or any stadium gigs um, but I remember seeing the darkness there was somewhere in Cardiff Bay so it was before they became famous it was before the enemy started talking about them so um, I went with a friend and I don't even remember what, what the venue was in the bay but there's only about 12 people there and they were just putting on a massive show <laughs> So um, that's one of my most memorable gigs that I, I went to. So that after that, I I wanted to watch The Darkness more because they were just so much fun. Yeah, yeah. And so from this small venue, which I don't even remember the name of and definitely doesn't still have gigs, within about 18 months, they were winning Brit Awards and they were the most famous band in the country for a small time. Wow. So, yeah, you never know who you're going to see. So it's the small venues that I yeah, that I really yeah. love to go to. And, of course, Welsh Club. We couldn't, you know, we spent a lot of time in Welsh Club and what a place that is for music. Yeah, I mean, what was so great about that was that there was three different floors all playing different types of music. So, I mean, that was, it's like 
Cardiff in a nutshell, really. We talked earlier about how it's cosmopolitan and a mix of different things. Well, that place was a real mix. You could just go up and down as you please and just, um, yeah, pick and choose the music that you wanted to listen to. So, yeah, um, always love going to Welsh Club, uh, Club Eva Bach, um, and all different nights of the week. Thursday night used to be tequila night. So um, it was funk and soul and cheap tequila so yeah. that was always my favorite night that's all you need isn't it i mean you know in life itself funk soul and tequila yeah, yeah. put it on a t-shirt <laughs> put it on a welsh flag in that order <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um that was the last question everybody would probably be glad to hear if they've made it this far thank you very much for doing it uh Big thanks to you, Mike, for agreeing to come on the show. I know that with the time difference, it's sort of the middle of the night, uh, whereas it's you know mid-afternoon here. So thank you so much for taking the time to share your thoughts. Oh, it's my pleasure. I've had fun, and I'm looking forward to hearing all the other people that you're, you'll be talking to in the coming weeks. Mm, yeah, we've yeah we've got some exciting irons in the fire. But no, no, cool. Thank you very much for that, and thank you, everybody else. And uh, we will speak again soon. Mm-hmm.